I just noticed something this morning. Um, we do have hearing assist. Uh, I just want to say that if anybody does have he- trouble hearing, you can you can uh, stop at the sound booth. We have hearing assist. I'm aware of that because this morning when I get up here, we have somebody that wears hearing assist. When I first spoke, they jumped, and I realized I realized that they were hearing me real good through their hearing assist. <laughs> so I thought about getting everybody one. <laughs> so. So, you know, if I, I look around, I can see somebody, you know, that was kind of, you know, not paying attention. I can say, hey, you know, and they kind of get their attention. But that was my thought. So <laughs> um, I want to I share a little bit this morning about battles in our life. You know, the, the song, there is a mountain, you know, mountain. We have mountains. You can call it, you can call it mountains. You can call it battles, you know, um, whatever you want to refer to it as. But it's the things in life that we sometimes deal with, we struggle with. Um, you know, there's different ways of uh, looking at those things as we look at our life sometimes. Uh, I think sometimes some people just say, no, there is no problem. You know, that's one way of dealing with it. You say, no, there is no problem. It's, everything's fine. And you kind of just try to put it out of your mind and out, you know, so you don't have to deal with it. Um, you know, we just don't want to avoid admitting. We want to avoid admitting there's a problem or there's admitting something we have to deal with. Um, sometimes we might say, yes, there is, but I don't know what to do about it. You know, it's bigger than me. You know, that, that picture of, you know, I can say to this mountain, you know, it's bigger than us. You know, the mountains, you know, they're big. And so they're bigger than us. So I just don't know what to do. Um, sometimes we can see these things in our life and, and we try to cover them up. Um, there's different ways of covering up. Sometimes we may work all the time. We can just work, 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 so we don't have to deal with it. I just work, you know, just keep busy, keep busy with working. Um, some people, some people use alcohol to try to escape, you know. I, I can escape by, you know, taking alcohol or drugs, you know, drugs. Maybe I can escape by just planning a lot of fun things to do, you know, just have fun all the time. There's a lot of, lot of different things we can do to try to say there is no problem. But I believe as Christians, I believe we need to realize that there's things that we need to do. And I say that on a, you know, and I'm going to just preface all this with a one thing about, you know, our government. And we talked a little bit in Sunday school this morning. And just kind of something just started getting inside of me. But, you know, we all lament, well, you know, the government's terrible. The election's terrible. Oh, who are we going to vote for? They're both terrible. Everything's terrible. I think that's a mountain. I think it's a mountain. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not there. But I think as Christians, we've got to quit lamenting the mountain. We've got to start doing something. And, you know, don't underestimate praying. You know, and, you know, and so many times we oh, it's terrible. You know, you know, everything's bad, you know, in the media. You know, we hear all this junk. You know, well, pray about it instead of worrying about it and complaining about it. Consider praying about it. You know, that's a mountain. But I want to talk about just personal things and and things that we deal with but how do we do it how do we do it well the first of all we have to admit some things i believe you know in john 10 10 john 10 10 jesus said these words he says just a minute jesus says the thief comes not to only the thief does not come except to steal to kill and destroy the thief. But Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. So number one, 
When it comes to battles in our life, we have to realize that we really do have an enemy. There is an enemy. You know, there's an enemy out there. You know, Satan, the devil, you call it what you want. There's an evil force out there. And the Bible says it wants to kill, steal, and destroy. That sounds like a battle to me. I mean, if somebody's out there and wants to kill, steal, and destroy from me, I'd say I'm in a fight. Now, I can say, well, there's, there is no fight. But I want to tell you something. We're in a fight, folks, whether we want to admit it or not. And we can say, no, it's, there's, there's no devil. You can say that, but if you look around you with any kind of perception, you'd have to admit that there's some force of evil at work in our surroundings in our society, in the world. And he, he's an enemy. And this enemy is out there to destroy us. And if we don't do anything, or if we just kind of back up, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. I think it's a battle. You know, I, I remembered as I prepared this, I, this morning I was thinking, you know, one of the songs that I remember growing up in our church, we sang a lot, was... Onward, Christian soldiers, you know. And then there was people said, well, that's kind of uh, militant. You shouldn't be singing that. Well, we're in a battle. We're in a battle. You know, and, and the concept is that we have an enemy. And so we have to understand that. We have to first see that. And we not only have that enemy, but I believe that we have another enemy. And there's an enemy within us. There's an enemy within us in Galatians, the uh, fifth chapter. The 24th verse. It says, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I have a flesh. You have a flesh. We have a sinful nature. Now, when we're born again, that sinful nature is crucified. And we now have to walk out our life in the Spirit. But that sinful nature is still there, and we deal with it. We have to crucify it, the Bible says, daily. Because it flares up if you don't keep dealing with it. Because we all have it. We all have that part of us that wants to do it my way. That selfish part of it that's like, well, how does this all affect me? What's in it for me? What do I get out of this? You know, well, it doesn't make me feel good. Well, there's a lot of things that don't make you feel good. Doesn't mean they're, doesn't mean they're bad. You know, didn't feel good for Jesus to go on a cross. You know, thank goodness he didn't listen to his flesh and say, oh, boy, this don't feel good. I don't, th- don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to go through this. You know, and I believe in some ways, you know, he asks us at times to what? Lay down our lives for one another. Well, you know, that deals with my flesh. That deals with my flesh, that I want to do it. And I think that's a constant battle. So I believe sometimes, sometimes we may blame the devil when it's just my flesh. You know, we want to, it's easy to blame the devil when, you know, it's just, a lot of it's just me and my selfish desires the things that I want to do. And I believe there's times when it is an enemy, that Satan is the enemy. 
And I believe it's important for us to know the difference. You know, to be able to honestly say, okay, this is me. This is me. This is me. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking right. I'm not acting right. You know, those times when I don't want to forgive, I don't want to love, I don't want to serve because I don't feel like it or it's inconvenient or whatever. You know, that it's not about us. And so I believe we have that enemy to deal with. You know, sometimes, sometimes we don't even deal with that enemy. Maybe that enemy has had its way in my life that I don't even deal with it anymore. I just do what I want. I just, I just do what I want. You know, I'll do what I want when I want to do it. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Have you ever heard anybody say, you can't tell me what to do? Mostly it comes from children. But adults think it. They just don't say it. You know, adults will think it. They don't. The kids will just say it. You can't tell me what to do. But, you know, adults will kind of just act it out quietly. And so uh, I believe whether it's Satan or whether it's my flesh, I believe we have a constant battle that we have to be aware of, that we have to continually stay focused on what's going on around us. And if not, if we're not, I believe we fall prey to all the circumstances and the repercussions of those enemies winning and taking over our lives if we're not careful, if we're not careful. You know, one of the one of the things that probably in the church nowadays is sacrifice. That's not one of the things that's not used very much is the term sacrifice. You know, that we have to sacrifice. Give up something. You know. Normally we'll give up extra. And let me just say this. I've heard it said before that giving up extra is not a sacrifice. I remember one time a man shared, he said every year, once a year, and I, it's, you know, it's not a law, but once a year he gave up something that was of value to him, to somebody. Something that was value. He said one year he gave up a leather briefcase that he, he treasured. And he said, I gave it to somebody. Because, you know, what he did was he constantly wanted to remind himself that it's sacrifice. And if he gives, you know, if you got two briefcases and you give one away, that's not a sacrifice. You know, it might be a nice gesture. I'm not putting it down. Well, maybe I am. But, <laughs> but you know, if you got two and give away, that's, that's not much of a sacrifice. If you got one and you really love that briefcase and you give it away, that's a sacrifice. So, you know, it's good for us to think about sometimes about how much do we really sacrifice? You know, how much do we really deal with that flesh part of me? And then when we fight, I believe we need to think about that we don't fight against people. You know, in Second Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5, it says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down the strongholds, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Our weapons are spiritual. They are spiritual. So we're fighting spiritual battles. Now, when I'm dealing with my flesh, I'm dealing with those parts of me that are selfish and sinful. But when I'm dealing with things going on around us, I believe that our, it, when it comes to our nation, I believe that's a spiritual battle. I believe that's a spiritual battle. It's not against flesh and blood, you know. It's a spiritual battle. We're fighting a spiritual battle. 
You know, it takes prayer. It takes praying. It takes, it takes the Spirit to move to deal with the things that are happening in our country. It's a spiritual battle. We need to mind it. And we don't fight against people. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and forces. Okay? So there's principalities, powers, and forces at work around us to kill, steal, and destroy. We don't fight against flesh and blood. You know, our battle is not with people. Our battle with is with the enemy. Now, I say that because also sometimes Satan works through people. I'm not saying that. He works through people, but people are not the enemy. Okay, we need to see the bigger picture. I believe it's, that's why it's important for Christians to pray because Christians have an understanding of the battle. And we need to pray against those forces at work in our country that are trying to destroy us. And we need, to, we need to see that those are spiritual battles. So as we're going into this battle, one of the things we have to remember is who's in charge. Now, you know, we talk about the battle, and I might think, okay, I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I, you know, I got to, and we have a part. We have a part. You know, we have to do our part in the battle. But even when we have a part, we have to remember that we're not in charge. We're not the one in charge. You know, we just do our part. In 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, verses 47, when David went to meet Goliath, he said this, He says, then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into his hands, into our hands. He said, the battle is the Lord's. He doesn't do this with a sword and a spear. The battle is the Lord's. We have to remember the battle is the Lord's. Now, did did the Lord use David? Absolutely. Absolutely. What did he do? He used him with a slingshot. You know, and I believe that's a reminder that the battle's the Lord's. And he used a slingshot. You know, that's not normal behavior going into a battle, especially against somebody that's a lot bigger than you. And he's got a sword. But David, he had it, but he knew the battle was the Lord's. And we have to remember that. We have to remember the battle's the Lord's, and he'll use whatever he can, whatever will allow him to use. He'll use simple things. He'll use simple people to fight his battles. You know, Gideon, when he went into battle, what did the Lord do? He took his army and he kept cutting it down from, um, I think, 30,000 to 300 because the battle's the Lord's. The battle's the Lord's. And we have to remind ourselves, the battle is the Lord's. It belongs to him. Joshua, when he, when he went into battle in Joshua, um, the fifth chapter, Well, just a second here. I have papers and then they block. Okay, Joshua, the fifth chapter, the 13th verse. It says, It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, they lift up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him, and his sword was drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him, and he said, Are you for us, or are you for our adversaries? 
Okay, Joshua's going into battle, and he sees a, he sees a man across the way from him with his sword drawn. And Joshua asked the honest question, are you with us or against us? Whose side do you on? And he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I now have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him and said, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Who's in charge of the army in the battle? The Lord is. The captain, we used to sing a song. I don't know. We don't sing that. The captain of the host is Jesus. The cap, the Lord is the commander of the army. He's in charge. Now, he uses us, but in the midst of it, we can't forget that he's in charge. And then he wants to use us to carry out what he wants done. And so we have to remind ourselves, because sometimes I'll start to think the battle is all mine and I'm in charge. I'm in charge. I got to figure this out. How many times you've been in, in a struggle with something? How many times you've been in a situation where you think, I got to figure this out? And you, you just spend all your time trying to figure it out. And then once you get it figured out, then you try to make everybody comply. Because I know what's right. I know what you guys, I know what everything, everybody needs to do. The battle is the Lord's. He's the commander. Then he asks us to do what he asks us to do. But we have to take our orders from him. That we don't feel like we're in charge. That we don't feel like I have to make everything happen. I don't have to force issues. I just have to trust him. I just have to trust him. So how do we fight? How do we fight? I'm going to do a series on prayer. Um, I think maybe maybe starting after Pastor Pat shares next week. But I'm going to do a series on prayer. And I think maybe we need to just remind ourselves the importance of prayer. We need to remind ourselves how important it is to pray. Because you know what? We need to talk to the captain of the host. We need to talk to the commander. We need to find out what he wants us to do. We need to find out our orders. Because it's his battle. And then we do what he wants. But we need to pray. We need to, we need to remind ourselves to pray. You know, there's a, there's a battle in the Old Testament in Exodus. In Exodus, the uh, 17th chapter, the 8th verse. There was a battle, and uh, as they were fighting, it says now, Now Amalek came and fought with Israel and Rephidim, and Moses said to Joshua, Choose us some men and go out and fight with him. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses and Aaron went up and Hur went up to the top of the mountain. And so it was when Moses held up his hand, the Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. And Moses' hands became very heavy, and they became like stone, and put it under, and they, so they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and, and Hur supported his hands, one on each side, and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. 
So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Okay. As long as he had his hands up, the battle was good. Well, guess what? It's a long battle. You know what? Pretty soon, it's hard. You, you, know, you can only do this so long. And his hands got tired. So what happened? So they said, here, we'll hold your arms up. Sometimes in the battle, folks, you need help. Sometimes in the battle, we need help. Most of the time, we need help. We need people praying for us. We need people encouraging us because it's a battle. You know, we need to remember, we don't have to do this on our own. And we need to, the Bible says we, we need others. The Bible says we need to confess our false one and we need to pray for one another. We need other people to help them in their battles, to hold their arms up, to not be critical. You know, so many times when we see people in battles, we can become critical. Well, you know what they ought to do. You know what their, you know, we, well, we know what their problem is. Well, you know, I know what they ought to do. You know, that's not for you. That's just an area I don't think you need to get into. You know, because we become very critical. Now, if, you, if, if they ask and you can help them to see something, that's one thing. But just being critical doesn't help people in the middle of a battle. It doesn't help. And sometimes that's what we tend to do. We need to, we need to learn to encourage and pray and, and be there for somebody and hold their arms up. Hold their arms up when they're in the middle of a battle. I believe sometimes in, in I, when I get to talking about prayer, I'm going to talk about fasting and prayer. In Matthew, there's a situation where Jesus and his disciples are, their disciples are spending time trying to cast a demon out of some guy and they can't get the job done. And Jesus says, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. You know, sometimes it takes a real commitment. A real commitment. You know? Sometimes, sometimes, well, Okay, we'll, we'll pray for you, and that's nice. But sometimes it takes a real commitment. Sometimes it takes fasting and prayer. Okay, fasting, okay, now I've got to give up something. Oh, my goodness, I've got to give up a meal. I've got to give up, i got to give up, oh, I like food. You know, I've got to give up something. Well, sometimes Jesus said this kind only comes out with prayer and fasting. Sometimes it says something about how serious I am. How serious am I about this? You know, I would rather just pray once and Jesus just take away my problems. I would rather life would just be easy, you know. Oh, you just one simple prayer. Or maybe I'd come up and let, let some people pray with me one time. Oh, it's all gone and everything's better. But sometimes it takes fasting and prayer. It takes a battle. It takes a battle. The Bible says don't get weary in doing good. Battles will make you tired. Battles will make you tired. But we can't give up. We can't give up. You know, believe it or not, we're the hope of the world. Believe it or not, we're the hope of the world. When the world is hopeless, we're the one because we know the one that gives us hope. We're the hope of the world. We've got, we've got everything the world needs. Not us. Not us, you know, we're, we're nothing, we're kind of weak and messed up. But, you know, we know the one. We know the captain of the host. 
And he's the one. He's the one. And we look to him. And that's why when we pray, we pray to him. And we pray in his name. You know, I've said it many times, but folks, it's no coincidence that you can pray in anything, you can say anything, and you can pray, but you just can't pray in the name of Jesus. That is not a coincidence, folks. That is not a coincidence. The world doesn't care if you pray. You can pray all you want until you use his name, the captain of the host. That's his name. His name is Jesus. Then they're upset. Well, now, you know, I'm telling you, folks, you tell me we're not in a battle. You tell me we're not in a battle. Why do people care how I pray if it doesn't matter? If, if it doesn't make a difference, why do they care if I pray in Jesus' name? Because Satan knows that that's the one that will give the victory. And so it's in his name. It's in his name that we fight the battle. And it's with his help that we fight the battle. And we need to realize that we are victorious. You know, believe it or not, whether you feel victorious or not, you can say, man, I don't feel, it doesn't matter how you feel, thank goodness. You know, that you can wake up in the morning, you can feel like death warmed over. But you know what? We're victorious because of him. We're victorious because of what he's done. And so as we go through our daily lives, we need to approach things that way that, you know what? The battle's there. Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on. But we have the one who has the answer. And we need to share that wherever we have opportunity. We need to share that. We need to encourage one another as we go through life's battles. That's why we get together. That's one of the reasons we get together, to encourage one another so that we can go out and face life and the battles that are out there. And we pray. And we seek the Lord. And we seek him for the guidance and direction in the midst of everything we deal with every day. So in two weeks, I'm going to continue with prayer and just talk about, you know, Jesus. the disciples said, Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. I'm not going to necessarily teach you how to pray, but I'm just going to remind you of some things to remember when we pray. The importance of prayer. The importance of prayer. The privilege we have to talk to the captain of the host. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your presence with us, Lord. We just pray you'd forgive us for the times when we make the mountain bigger than you. Lord, that we look at things around us and we make, we make that mountain bigger than you. That, Lord, we can look to you, the captain of the host. And we can know that you're the one that can move that mountain. And so, Lord, we come to you with our prayers and we speak to the mountains in our lives and the battles. And, Lord, we just pray that you just remove those mountains in our lives. And, Lord, in the midst of the battle, help us to continue to look to you and to trust you and help us to encourage one another as we all go through various battles and things we deal with. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. I pray that this week as we go through our everyday tasks and the things we have to do. Lord, you would just remind us of who we are and who you are. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that everything around us is under your hand. And Lord, you're in charge. And so we just give it to you. And we thank you for that. Thank you for your presence with us, Lord. Dismiss us now with your blessing. 
In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.